Hey there, Alan here. This week's episode of the podcast is a recording from within the Elevate group. It was a client hot seat we did last week with my client Anya Potter. Anya came to me last November. In her words, she says she was at mental and physical breaking point. She has gone on to do incredible things since then. She's lost 32 pounds. The difference in her is night and day. It's amazing to watch. It's so inspiring. And I think everybody listening will take a lot from this recording, which is why I've decided to put it on the podcast. So sit back, enjoy. Actually, do you know what? Get your pen and paper out because you're going to learn loads. Take notes, take what you need and then go away and implement. So I hope you enjoy it. Welcome along. I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Okay, good evening, folks. We have an incredible hot seat lined up this evening. The amazing Anya Potter is with us. The work she's done has been insanely good. I'm excited for this one, and I know a lot of you guys are as well. The value you're going to get from this is huge. I would suggest have a pen and paper handy because you're going to learn a lot. You're going to pick up so much from this, I have no doubt. So anything that resonates, anything that lands, write it down. There's going to be loads of tips. There's going to be loads of advice from both myself and from Anya. So I really do feel like there's going to be a lot of gold nuggets in this one, guys. So have the pen and paper at the ready. If everybody can make sure they're on mute, except Anya. Anya, you can unmute yourself. Everybody else, maybe just make sure you're on mute. I think there's one or two there who are not. So I'm just going to do that for you. Okay, right. So without further ado, let's bring the woman herself on. Anya, how are you? You're well. Hi, good evening, everybody. A little bit nervous, but... You'll be okay. Once we get cracking, you'll be right as rain. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Anya, before we get into it this evening, just who you are, what you do, usual crack like that? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Well, I'm a mother of three kids, two teenagers and a nine-year-old. I work in the hospital as a healthcare assistant, so all my shifts are 12-hour shifts, and I rotate from days to night. Um, when I spoke to Alan first, I had a minimum weight loss of three stone on my head. Um, bear in mind, I'm five foot eleven, so I was always kind of told, "Yeah, you can carry it well," which doesn't go down well. But um, yeah, that's. How are you feeling at the time? So when we first spoke, because I know we had quite an emotional phone call that first day, from what I remember. How are you feeling? Like, what was life like before you came on board? It was a mess and it was so hectic. So I had one of my kids was quite sick and had been sick for a year, but I had to be the voice for that child because been underage and everything. So I seemed to spend the whole year fighting for her to get her to be seen and get a diagnosis. And I was drained with it. On top of that, it's great, but three kids in a house working full time, it was just hectic. Um I mentally and physically I think I was at breaking point and I only discovered that when I spoke to you on the phone that day because I just completely broke down and I think saying all how I felt emotionally and saying it out loud I knew this was it I had to make the decision there and then to to do something like my I suppose I was doing no exercise I was going to work coming home working on the road with the kids there was zero time for me i had nothing i had no hobby i wasn't getting out walking um you know you might be going to see your friend at nine o'clock which i suppose was the only time at night that i thought i had um and i knew that my body was telling me things are starting to crumble i had a big health scare in that i think it was that january i collapsed at work and i'd say it was just pure exhaustion mentally and physically and I didn't know what to do because with my job, I couldn't fit into a program because I couldn't join anything. It was at a set time on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And my shift doesn't work like that. I could work Monday and then I could be not off for the next three Mondays. So I kind of thought, yeah, the weight gain is from doing nights, eating badly. And I didn't know how to help. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. And I, I was putting big pressure on myself, I think, as well. And was that pressure coming from feeling like you had to look after everybody else and everything else had, like, everybody and everything nearly had to come before your needs? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There was no time for me. Um, now, my friends took me away, I think, that October. We went away for four days. And 
like it was pure exhaustion when we went away we went we went to Portugal actually and I knew then coming back from that so I had made that time for myself and I knew now I have to make this happen on a regular basis um, okay. but yeah breaking point definitely yeah because I remember that phone call very well because like there was tears on that call like that was okay. yeah and I went out and I spoke to my husband and he says to me if you're not going to do this I'm going to ring Alan I'm going to sign you up like and I was like yeah but and he said there's no buts you know and he was adamant about it and I needed to hear that from him because I felt guilty you know the financial cost of it as well but I do remember you saying to me on the phone and I've said it since can you really put a price on your health and it was the reason for joining was yes I needed to lose weight but I needed to get healthier 100%. yeah and i think this is something that's actually quite common with parents as well is investing in themselves and like there is a fair investment involved with coaching there's no question about that but i think sometimes it's like i can't justify spending that money on me i need to spend that on the kids or i need to spend that on the family yeah yeah and yeah. you kind of but you kind of realize as well don't you like when you look back in hindsight now the benefit it brings to everybody else too when you're actually at your best Oh, absolutely. You know, the house is a completely different house from what it was last last summer. You know, everybody is happier. And it's true what they say, if mommy's not happy, nobody's happy. 100%. It, it does rub off on the people around you. Like, it really, really does. So, like, you've kind of given us a little bit of an overview of what life was like before you joined up. And it sounds to me like you were possibly at your lowest point. Is that fair to say? Like, is that as bad as life has been for you? Yeah, I don't think I ever felt as bad as I did the last, definitely the last, the 10 months prior to speaking to you. And I'd say that was on top of COVID and lockdown and work was so stressful because we were all so afraid of the virus, but also because my daughter was immunocompromised, like, coming home every evening thinking I'm going to bring this bloody thing into the house it was just yeah it was tipping me everything was tipping me over the edge so stress it's coming back to coping me mechanisms and having a release for stress as well yeah. which maybe wasn't there and you mightn't have even recognized that, that at the time because you're kind of going I'm so busy I can't even slow down to stop and recognize it like I have to just look after my daughter I have to look after my family I have to get work I've, I've COVID patients and God knows what and you're pretty much just going I'm way way down here on this list you know and um, so the work you've done obviously has been incredible and we will delve into it a little bit more as we go on this evening but what's life like now so in contrast to where you were then what's life like at the moment in terms of how you're feeling in terms of as you said around the house all that well, I feel about 20 years younger. I feel like there's a purpose to my life now. Um, I love the training, regardless of anything else. When I'm, my kids, I don't neglect them. They're well looked after. But I go do my training in the morning. My dad knows not to come to the house now until I'm finished, you know, half 10, 11 o'clock. Because on my days off, he'd come in and he'd sit for two hours and he'd chat. And I love that. But he knows now I'm not available in the morning um yeah i'm so much happier you seen my post there last week cleared out the wardrobe couldn't believe it it's such a good feeling amazing um, how's the confidence the confidence much better actually one of the the things at the start when people started to notice i was losing weight they were coming up to me at work and i was finding it so hard i was nearly embarrassed every time they say to me you look great all year and you've lost so much weight and which weight did you lose and I was like will you just leave me alone because <laughs> I was embarrassed that I had all that weight to lose I don't know if this makes sense to anybody else yeah. I didn't really want to talk about it I think that came back to the confidence again but now especially maybe in the last six weeks when people say to me I say yeah thanks very much I feel good and my aunt rang me yesterday and she said to me, for God's sake, get rid of that fucking jumper that you're wearing. And I said, what's wrong with it? She said, it's four times too big for you. <laughs> so I went into Dom's yesterday and I bought the same one in three sizes smaller. Oh, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Oh, that's class, Anya, that is class. Um, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like I see this with a lot of clients where 
initially it's very uncomfortable for them when people start commenting on the fact that they're changing. And I think it's probably the identity shift that happens as well, because you're so probably wrapped up in who you were previously. And it's you're used to kind of maybe having certain habits and a certain way of life. And there's even a little bit of comfort in it, even though you know it's unhealthy. There's kind of comfort in, in that because it's what you've known for the last 20 years. So when people start commenting on it, it's a wee bit uncomfortable because you're starting to realize, oh, actually, I am starting to change what I did before. And maybe there's even in the back of your mind, what if I don't keep it going now when people have started making comments, you know? But I think you're at a point now where you're starting to view yourself and your journey differently because you're coming out, you know, what are we, three, four months at this stage? And you're kind of starting to see, well, this is maintainable and I'm actually enjoying it. It's not a case of, you know, that I've been through something that's just extreme and I hate every second of it and I'm not going to keep it going. So maybe you're starting to view yourself a wee bit differently than what you were back then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It was the embarrassment of the weight loss when somebody says to you, how much weight you've lost? And I say, oh, two stone, you know, no one in my heart and another two stone to lose. But, you know, now it doesn't bother me. And no more than that, I remember you saying before, people say, how are you doing it? And then when I tell them, and it's nearly like they want me to give them the quick fix. And then they're like, oh, Jesus, no, that sounds like it's too hard. Welcome to my world, Onya. <laughs> oh, man, every day of the week, Onya. And they'll say, oh, what are you doing? And they want that, give me this thing that's going to be solved by next week. I'll say, well, I train five days a week, I ate 80% whole foods. I just, and they literally just glaze over. It's like, oh, don't want to know. Don't want to know. But people don't want to hear that. Like, but that's the reality of it. But the other side of it is that that's what's built the confidence for you. Because what you're seeing is what you're capable of doing. You know, and you could lose weight by just doing something extreme, but actually it's when you start seeing like you've gone out and run a 5k now. And when you began, you were literally walking like it was nothing beyond that. And now I'd say your eyes have really been opened up to how much more you're capable of than what you actually thought back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I have tried other things in the past and I would have lost weight, but I wouldn't have kept the weight off. But this time it's completely different because my whole body shape has changed with the training because I wouldn't have done this is the most training what you see what i'm posting this is the most training i've ever ever done in my life as i said the community games 1986 was the last run for me wow wow yeah. was there a part of you before you joined that was maybe telling yourself a story about i'm not a sporty person i don't train other people do it but i don't oh absolutely and the day I spoke to you, I remember saying to you, and I didn't know a lot about Elevate at the time, but I had been following you and I was getting intrigued and I was learning a little bit more. But the day I spoke to you, I remember saying to Alan, I do not want to run. I have no desire to run. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. yeah. The first Zoom class I'd done, I was sitting there thinking, I'm off to join in the wrong group because they were all training for many marathons and I think Donald might have started the first day as well with me. And I thought, oh my God, what am I after doing? Here's me, I have to walk. I can't walk five kilometers. Now don't try and run them. But you look back on it now, on you. And that was, was it December, November? November, November, yeah. November. Like you look back on it now, we're only at the end of March. You've gone from literally being inactive, doing pretty much nothing, probably not even walking much at the time, to be fair. And then you started walking and like you're out running 5Ks and 6Ks now. And like that should be showing you, I guess, how much potential is there for you. I would very much look at that as your starting point, even like I'm going, we're only getting started. So we're nowhere near a finishing point. Like oh. I know some of the guys have, have registered for the mini marathon there. Like 10K, that's well within your grasp within the next six months if you decided I want to do that. Oh, look at I'll keep going the way I'm going. You won't commit no, to anything really while we're recording. <laughs> I, I was delighted when I see Liddell signing up for the 10K. I was like, fair play to you. But, you know, I got a little bit set back there with COVID and it did kind of deflate me. Um, so I've kind of rewound now. I'm starting back, going to run the 4K and I'll push it on. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say I'll stop at 5K. I'm nowhere as ready of finishing, but I'm just going to see how the next few weeks go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think has been the most helpful thing then to you getting back on track? So after the likes of COVID, where maybe you have been thrown out, but you've still come back. 
well during covid i remember when i texted you and i said to you jesus you know we're after getting it and i was getting tucked in for the butter and the toast and i thought i'm just gonna enjoy this food now and then i remember you saying to me just stay on on track with your food and i thought oh jesus fuck it and I excuse the language. I remember posting up these pictures or eating the spinach and that, and I couldn't taste it. It looked nice, but I didn't want it. But I stayed, you know, with the food and it got me over it. And I I was really tired, but at the same time, I couldn't sit all day. So I used to go on the treadmill and walk slowly. I needed to move. I missed the training. And I know you were saying kind of let the body recover, but I still wasn't happy. I needed to keep moving. And I think I was afraid that if I didn't do something, I wouldn't restart. I, yeah. I, I think that's a big mindset shift because like if we look back to probably four or five months ago and somebody said to you, you're not going to be able to do anything for two weeks, you probably would have been going, ah, oh, happy days. That's grand. Whereas now you're actually going, Jesus, I have COVID, but I really want to move the body. Like that's a whole mindset shift. That's something that says to me that it's becoming part of your life, that it's just not optional anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, I plan my training. So at the start of the week, I mark it out on my calendar and the phone on my days off. This is what I have to do. I have to do my run or do my hit session. And it, generally it happens, but you might get a day that it doesn't happen, but I'll squash it in somewhere else. You know, it is when I come home and I'll get it done. Or I mightn't just get the full 5k done. Um, and that's completely different because at nine o'clock when I come home, generally shower, couch, bed. Okay, so it's non-negotiable. You've just made it that way. You've just made it. It has to get done. It's not something that I'm going to think about. I'm just going to get it done. Um, what have been your three biggest wins so far? So just give me one at a time. Give me the first one. Well, the first one for me was definitely the commitment to the program because when I decided to sign up, I knew that I had to give this 100%. And that was a big thing to do that because part of me was afraid that I wouldn't be able for it and that I'd fail and I'd have let myself down and I couldn't really, I don't think I was able for another knockdown then. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes complete sense because the more you try these things and you maybe spend 20 years doing different things and you keep failing over and over, you start telling yourself this story that I'm not capable of doing it. You start doubting your own ability and you start to feel like a failure. And like we've already spoke to the guys here already at the start where we said, you know, about that first call where there was a bit of a breakdown moment. And sometimes I say there has to be a breakdown before there's a breakthrough. But I think that was your moment. That was the moment that changed things for you. But what you're saying there very much makes sense because you were at a point where you couldn't take another failure. You couldn't take another hit. Like it, it kind of had to work to be honest, you know? And I think what you're saying to me is that was probably something that maybe you actually just backed yourself, which you're not used to doing. You just kind of said, okay, I'm just going to commit and give it my best. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it was very hard at the start. Um, cause it was also new to me, you know, um, planning meals and trying to prepare food and while I was walking at work getting steps up I never felt that they were through steps because I wasn't getting out for a walk so I used to, have to come home and make sure then that I could get out for a walk or grab the 20 minutes at lunchtime and drag a few out of the staff room with me that's that's what's working for you though. like it's that level of commitment because like we've all seen your pictures that you're posting where you're out at lunchtime walking and I think there's a lesson in that for a lot of people like that's genuine commitment that's going okay I've only got 15 minutes but let's make it count rather than kind of the other attitude where most people probably even in your work environment are saying your 15 minutes is not enough there's no point and they'll sit on the canteen chatting for an extra 15 rather than doing it like that's it's those little things that's commitment that's the difference eat the tin of biscuits yeah 100% so that's your first win your first win was actually just committing to something and fully committing and backing yourself what's your second biggest win my 5k running it first time because I hand on my heart as I sit here I never ever thought I'd see the day I never thought I could do it not alone do it really what did it feel like it was unreal unreal joy yeah yeah 
And like I'd spent eight, nine weeks logging away there. You know. That moment when you take it off. I think the internet is playing up on us a little bit there on you. Yeah, I think our internet's getting a little bit dodgy there. Hopefully she'll be back in a moment. Um, guys, will you pop in the chat? Biggest takeaway so far for me, please. So just want to hear this. I was watching him and he was flying through it. So I might be here. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so guys, just while Anya's getting herself set. Can you hear me? While Anya's getting herself set, guys, okay. just pop in the chat for me. Biggest takeaway so far. What's landing? Drop it in the chat for me while Anya's getting herself set there. The internet playing up a wee bit. You're all good. You're all good. Let's get some chat going, guys. What's landing so far? Are you enjoying it? You taking a little bit of inspiration? We bit of chat in the we bit of feedback in the chat, guys, will be amazing. I'd say it should be okay here now. You good there? Yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. Yep. So we have one or two little bits coming in, and um, Joe says, "Oh my God, I'm taking so so much from this, and we're only twenty minutes in. Love it. Yeah." Oh. Amazing. Yeah, there's so much value in it, guys. This is why you should always be learning from each other. This is why I love doing hot seats, because you really dig a lot. Oh, there's loads and loads coming in now. I can't even keep up on you. <laughs> I'll, I'll pop back to you to chat in a second. I'm just going to give you a little okay. bit of feedback on this so you can see how we're going. So Martina says, big one for me is making the time for yourself. Only something I've started doing recently, and it's so important. Love how Anya does her time in the morning, and her dad knows not to visit. Um, Adele says, I work near Anya, and I introduced myself to her shortly after she started Elevate. She's always been so positive, and she unknowingly keeps me pushing on. Okay, awesome. Cheers, guys. Appreciate that. Right. So, Anya, we've gone through your first two wins. So, we've said the first one was fully committing and actually backing yourself, getting involved. The second one was the 5K. We were almost kind of just touched on that when the internet dodged, went a bit dodgy. So, you were saying it was an amazing feeling. It was like something you didn't actually believe you'd do. Now, we have a lot of people in the group who are pretty much just walking level at the moment. And I know there's one or two that are open to the idea of running. And same as that, probably starting off thinking, Jesus, I could never do 5K. Is there anything you'd say to them? Oh, believe in yourself. I didn't at that point when I was walking. Um, and I remember going from 10,000 steps to 13,000. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's an extra 3,000 steps and I have to get in. But I do remember you saying to me at one point, I know you as a coach spoke and you said, I know what I'm talking about. So when I tell you you're not ready <laughs> or I tell you you're ready, you'll be ready. So I thought, you know what? And I think you put that in an email to me at Christmas as well. And then you said, I think you're ready to start thinking about doing the 5K. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, you had planted the seed with me there. And I suppose then in January, I kind of was getting ready. I was getting there for it. Yeah, I think it's stretching the vision sometimes because I suppose from my perspective as a coach, I'm not emotionally involved. Like I'm not you, I'm not your family. I'm not in the middle of it. So I can kind of get a view from outside and therefore I'm kind of going, okay, she's doing well on this. Maybe she could do a little bit better on this. Whereas when you're in the middle of it, there's emotion involved. So you're probably not as objective as what I can see from here. And then I guess it's actually just stretching that vision where sometimes people can get a little bit comfortable. Like we could have left you walking for ages, but I suppose I was kind of going, I think she's ready to step up a little bit because I could see that you were pushing on and I could see that even your meals were really good and I could see you were very invested in it, like you're posting in the group the whole time. I was kind of going, I think Anya's ready for the next step. But again, it's coming back to what I always say about having the process and not rushing the process because I know even on the open office on Monday, we had this conversation where Jessica was, it was two weeks in, she was going, oh, I think I'm going to start my couch to 5K. I was going, don't, <laughs> don't, you're not ready for it yet. But it's that exact same thing. It's knowing when to push on and when to pull back and i think we've got that pretty pretty on the money to be honest so there's two big wins so far is there a third one anything you're proud of any big win yeah i do you know what the third one for me and i probably only yesterday i realized it is definitely going from an, an xl enclosed to a medium like i've gone down three sizes in my work uniform unreal absolutely unreal has really kind of only hit home you know, I love the baggy clothes, but the baggy clothes are not baggy clothes anymore. They're, they're too bad. How does that um, make you feel? 
great because it's part of that shop that I don't have to go to anymore. And even yesterday when I went in, I still went looking for the bigger sizes. And my daughter was with me. She said, you're looking at the big sizes again. And it's only when you lose, you know, that amount of weight that you realize, you know, that you were so out of your comfort zone before. You know, it's a great feeling. You're proud of yourself. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because like you have to realize that everything you've done is what you've done. Like I'm here to steer the ship and guide you, but you're the one who's actually gone out there and do the work and to come from where you've come from is incredible. And like, I know you might not even be aware of this, but people mentioned, mention you to me behind the scenes the whole time. The guys are always saying to me, Anya's amazing. It's amazing what she's doing. And they're taking a lot of inspiration from it. So like, I'm really, really glad to hear you say that, that you are proud of yourself because everybody else here is very proud of you. Like it's, it's incredible the work you're doing. So um, the wins have been massive. And like you've mentioned three there, I could probably give you another 10. Like the difference that I see in you since we spoke in November is night and day. And there's the physical difference. First off, I know I'm kind of mentioning this a couple of times, but looking back at the pictures from the book launch on you, I didn't know if that was you. Like That's I- me. It's so scary. I was going to post it up today. I thought I'm not ready for that. I don't know. Adele would probably recognize me in it now. Maybe some people wouldn't, but oh my God, it's just... And we'll get a second know. picture. We'll get a second picture at the at the at the live event, and we'll have a look at them side by side. I I genuinely didn't know. I was looking back at the pictures one night, and I was kind of there's a lot of people there obviously on the night that I don't know, like that you know they kind of follow you on social media or whatever. But I was looking through the pictures, and then I was like, is that on you? And I was looking at it. I think it is, but I'm not sure. I genuinely wasn't sure just from seeing the pictures that you're posting in the group that the difference is just crazy like it's absolutely crazy but like where you've come from is amazing and the other wins that I'm seeing from you as well like I know you've kind of given us your your top three a couple of things that I've noticed as well I would say confidence levels are a million miles ahead of where they were when we first spoke I think your belief in yourself and in your ability to do it has gone from being on the floor to being up there where you're going yeah I can do this you know And the other thing I would probably say as well is even the mental health aspect. Because I think when we first spoke, you were struggling. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where are you you at now? When I spoke to you, it was only when I was in that conversation with you. I thought, Jesus, when I said it out loud, you know, I'm in trouble. And I knew that. Uh, I'm a different person. I mean, mentally, physically, I'm great. I'm in the best spot that I've been for years. And I know there's more to come. Oh, I love that. A lot more to come. From a mental perspective, what do you think has helped you the most? Making the time for me. And definitely, I even the walking, just going out, it was me, my headphones, if I wanted them, if I didn't want the headphones. I never seemed to have time for that before. I don't know why. I think I put everybody else, even my friends probably came before time for me. Whereas, as I said earlier, now it's my training. And yeah, some days it's like, oh, Jesus, do I have to do this? But when it's done, it's great. You feel a million dollars. You'll never regret getting out in the fresh air. Even if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's windy, you never regret it. Like you always come back feeling better. And that's one of the biggest things I think from a mental perspective. Like if you're not getting outside, if you're not getting in the fresh air, you're not giving yourself a chance. You really aren't. If you're just going from bed to work and bed to work, you can't expect to be at your best. Yeah. And you, you know, I was tired the whole time and moody. And, you know, the husband would probably say I'm still moody, but... <laughs> <laughs> for me I was just lost floating I think I think you just needed a bit of support and I think you probably just needed to have that conversation as well because I know it's a difficult conversation when you jump on the phone with somebody like that and we're and especially with a stranger and we're talking about your why and why does it matter and how is it impacting you and it can be quite confronting and the reality is like for everybody here that's on the call 95% of people probably never had that conversation in their life. And it's a difficult conversation to have. But what I always say is that's the conversation that will change your life because that's the conversation that's bringing awareness. And when you got off the phone, initially you probably felt bad. Like you probably felt like, oh Jesus, there's, you know, so much stuff going on, whatever. 
But I think going forward, then that becomes a driving force for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I was really worried about my health and I wasn't saying it to my hobby here. I suppose because I didn't feel like there was time for me to be looking after myself. I had to put everybody else again before me. Um, I knew my body was showing signs to me that, you know, you're not well. I got to even say that now, actually, that's quite emotional. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I couldn't have kept going. I don't know where it would have been if I hadn't joined Elevate, which is scary. The body is always giving us feedback. It's always giving us messages. And 90% of people don't listen until it's too late. So give yourself a bit of credit that you did listen and you did something about it. Because genuinely, I see people that will wait for catastrophe before they'll actually do something. They'll wait until there's something fallen off or they'll wait until there's something gone very wrong. Whereas I think you had the awareness to know like you had said to me, like you had fainted at work one of the days and whatever. And I think you were kind of going, okay, there's the trigger. I need to actually do something now before it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about mindset because obviously I'm huge on mindset myself and it's a big part of what we do. Have there any, been any kind of, let's say kind of three lessons or things you've learned around mindset that have been helpful for you that you'd look back and go, but that was kind of useful. Well, the one I have two things that stick in me and I'm trying to remember, was it at the book launch that I heard it or did I read it in the book? The one was stop rewarding myself with food. You're not and a dog. <laughs> I didn't want to put that in. The second sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah, was but... such a big thing. And like, I mean, if you're eating good all week and then you say, oh God, you know what? I deserve this. Yeah. That really flipped things around for me. Um, you know, or if I had a, a long day at work and I was fucked up and it was really shitty. Oh, do you know what? I'm just going to eat this packet of biscuits or whatever. You know, and that sticks with me. Like I'd say every day, I, I remind myself. No more than the second one is no excuses. Yep. And that comes when it's training and I don't feel like moving. I say no excuses. And it's always there. So that, again, is the two words that I use, non-negotiable. That's coming back where, you know, and again, I, you, all of you guys here have heard me say this a million times. It's not about motivation. Because if you're a line of motivation, you will not reach your goals. Like Anya is telling you here, guys, you should be listening to what she's saying. She is telling you there's no excuses whether I feel like it or I don't feel like it, I do it. Like that's what I'm speaking about, non-negotiable, that you make it habit that it's every day, you just do it regardless. And the example I always use, and you've heard me say it 20 times at this stage, brushing your teeth in the morning. It's not, will I do it or won't I do it? It's part of your life. It's not an option. That's the way you need to approach it. Anya, is it fair to say that's the approach you've taken? Yeah, absolutely. Putting the good routines like in place. For me, I, going back to the conversation again, Alan says to me, Anya, much water do you drink in the day? none what i said no i drink about 20 cups of black coffee and that is as true as i'm sitting here i was a big coffee drinker well known for it at work and now i drink two and the rest is water or herbal tea so like i mean that was a huge change for me Massive. and the caffeine wasn't helping my health issues either and it was definitely I'd say making me more anxious and nervous and stressed out. But in that moment, I couldn't see that. Yeah, that's a great shout as well, guys. If anybody is taking notes, that's a great shout. The caffeine will do that. Caffeine is a stimulant. It will stimulate the system. It will make you shaky if you're consuming a lot of it. It will make you anxious. It will speed up your heart rate. That's what Anya is alluding to there. So she's seen the other side of that, which is reduced. And this is why, folks, I always say you're a great time to get your coffee in is before you train, because it is a stimulant. Now, I'm not saying to have 10 or 20 cups a day. I'm not saying that. But if you want to have one cup, a great time to do it is before you train because it is a stimulant. So a lot of you have probably heard about even the likes of pre-workout supplements that the guys in the gym use all the time. Those are damn expensive. And a cup of coffee will do the same job. They're all caffeine-based. So that's the time to use it. But overuse of it, Anya's kind of just highlighted there what, what will come about from that. So there's two big mindset lessons. Have you got a third one for us, Anya? Are we there? Done with that? Yeah, you know what? It, writing stuff down, whether it's you're on a Zoom class or it's just something 
you know, that you set for yourself or you think. I, I find that great because if I'm struggling, I'll go back and I'll read over the stuff that we've been doing. Um, I think once you get it out of your head as well, you know, it, it definitely makes you feel better. Because I was looking back over uh, stuff that I wrote before Christmas and I had put down, maybe start running. And then, like, the next thing I had done in March, running the 5K. And even to read back and see that, yeah. you know. Because you're planting seeds in there. You're planting seeds. And this is why I always encourage people to do a vision board as well, because you're actually looking at it every day. And, like, if you've got goals set on a vision board, you're actually just bringing it into reality. Whereas if you write it down on a page once and never look at it again, it's forgotten about. And one thing I would point out to all of you guys what I want you saying here has come up on quite a few of the hot seats in terms of writing things down. And I know we had Laura O'Brien on as well. And Laura was saying about journaling and how much she journals. And that girl was filling notepads within even her first few weeks of Elevate. I think we were about six or eight weeks in and she had said she was going off to buy a new notepad. That was how much she was writing stuff down. So like when you're hearing it from people who have done really well, guys, and you're hearing it over and over and over, success leaves clues. Take it on board. So writing things down. So what Anya's done is she has made notes before Christmas. She's come back now and realized it's happened because she's actually gone back and looked at it. And she's not just kind of writing a few things down and never seen it again. So see, even a few times lately, there has been occasions where maybe people have had bad weeks or they've been struggling. And they're kind of saying to me, oh, what do I do? And I'm going, well, we did a whole training on this. You know, we did the one where we spoke about minimum standards and that. And I'm sure the same people probably took loads of notes. But that's the time you need to go back and refresh those notes when you actually need them. That's the time you need to go back and go, look, what did we speak about here? Okay, so we've got the minimum standards. What did I write down? And then you pull them out and it's plug and play. So use that stuff as much as you possibly can. Um, so yeah, three amazing lessons there around mindset on you. I'm just going to check in with the guys at this moment in time and see how we're getting on. So folks, from what we spoke about so far, um, Anya gave us her biggest wins, things she's proud of, some mindset stuff. What's been landing for you? Will you jot it in the chat for us and we'll, um, we'll say where you're at. Make sure you're still with us. Keep you guys on your toes as well so you're not getting lazy there watching us. Um, Martina says, wow, super cheap with Anya. You can see it on your face in the pictures too. Yeah, 100%. It's very, it's very obvious. Very, very apparent. You've seen the pictures changing all the time. Um, yeah, let me know what's landing, guys. What are your biggest takeaways from the last few moments? From her wins, from her mindset lessons, from what she's doing, what's working for her, what she's been through, her circumstances, what's hitting home? Let's get them in the comments. Keep us motivated, keep us, keep us keeping on. Just gonna give it a second, just so everybody types in, what are, you, what are your takeaways? What's resonating? No excuses, yeah, 100%, non-negotiable. So important, guys. That's the mindset shift. That's the one that he's changed. Again, everybody is saying the same. Everybody's saying non-negotiable, no excuses. Yeah, that's the one, isn't it? That is the one. And that's a mindset, guys. That is a mindset. That's why so many people fail over and over and over because they don't have that mindset. Adele says mindset is an important part of the mental side of weight loss. Yeah, absolutely. Mindset's everything. So for the general population, they have no awareness around this stuff. They don't hear the words non-negotiable. They don't hear no excuses. They kind of decide in January, I want to get in shape, put on the runners, the way they go, they don't think about it. They'll do it in the first week or two because they're pumped and they're motivated to change the world. And then when that motivation wears off, they don't know what to do beyond that. Whereas Anya's telling you exactly what to do. She's saying, make it non-negotiable. Don't rely on motivation. No excuses. Okay, love that. Right, let's crack on, Anya. So my next question for you, I have them written down here. So um, yeah, three biggest lessons or tips around food or what you've learned um yeah so from doing other uh diets or whatever you want to call them i kind certain foods i had a bad relationship with so since changing with elevate the likes of avocado and nuts i mean i absolutely love them but i was always afraid to eat them because they're high in fat or they're high in calories and this is something that i have learned from it um and like it's it's great because I love them. Yeah. Now I know it's, it's eating them in quantities, of course, as well. It's not big portions or whatever, but that's the absolute key. That last sentence she's just said, guys, that is the absolute key. Okay. So nuts, avocados, healthy fats, seeds, they're healthy fats. They need to be in the diet like this serve a purpose. 
Unfortunately, a lot of weight management companies have demonized them. We won't name names. They've demonized them because they are high calorie. But it's that last sentence you said where it's portion sizes. It's the right amounts. So it's not saying to you here, eat the whole bag of nuts because then you're probably into hundreds of calories. So we don't really want to do that. But it's the portions. It's the handful of nuts. It's like the half an avocado. You know, it's getting them in because they serve a purpose and they're giving your body what it needs. But it's come back to the right amounts. And this is true of almost any food. It's having it in the right amounts. Even with the likes of sugar, we're not going to demonize it because I do say to you guys, have your treats a couple of times a week. You know, do those things. It's not about cutting things out or saying I can never have that or I'm not allowed to have it. It's about doing it in the right amounts and keeping control of it. So amazing first one. What's our second lesson on you? Uh, eating the smaller meals more often and because I'd be on the road a lot with kids and a lot of the clients there be the same I always keep a bag of mixed nuts in the door of the car because if I don't get home in time I'm going to be hungry and I will stop at the shop and I'll end up it won't be an apple I'll go for I'll go for a bar of chocolate or a packet of crisps or something so if I take a handful of nuts, you know, 10 or 12 of the nuts, it keeps me going. It's amazing. It'll just fill me and it'll get me home. And then yep. I don't feel guilty because at that stage, if I go for the bar of chocolate, I'll probably want the day out and keep going. Yeah. And it's just pulling into the petrol station and taking whatever is convenient and keeping yourself going. And as you said, then you're probably getting cravings and then you're getting home and you're cooking and you're picking up bits and pieces while you're cooking. And um, so it's a great, a great wee tip there, folks, to have something in the car. So Anya said she has a bag of nuts in the car. I would add that a bottle of water. I would say also a bottle of water and a bag of nuts handy and keep them in the car and have the same on your desk or even something like blueberries, like have wee bits of pieces like that handy that you know is a good option that if you get caught, it'll tide you over until you manage to get home. So yeah, great shout. Third tip on you. Plan and prepare. I cannot do the program without it. I will always have three to four dinners in the freezer regardless of my shifts and I'll always have three portions of soup. And then I just take them out. And if I forget to take the soup out the night before, it's fine. It'll be defrosted and ready to go. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do this without it because, you know, work is too busy. And if you're doing three long days together, coming home at nine o'clock, you're not going to cook. And then the next day just rolls into a mess. Really solid. Really solid. And I think one of the biggest concerns people have with the likes of that, Anya, is they'll say, I don't have time to prep it, you know? So I kind of come at it from the angle of it gives you time back. So if you take an hour on a Sunday, it'll give you time back during the week rather than actually taking away time. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And even today there, I was cooking dinner and I had loads of green beans left over. I just threw them into a little lunchbox and into the freezer. So I'll always have a portion of veg ready to go as well. And you can always just bring a few eggs or something and throw them into the microwave. 100%, yeah. So what you have to realise, folks, is even if you're giving up an hour on a Sunday and maybe an hour on a Wednesday to do some food prep, you might think, well, I don't want to give up that hour or I need to go and train or I need to do whatever. That will give you hours back during the week because you'll come home and you've got stuff ready to go and it's literally just heated up and we're good rather than coming in, looking around, you going, what am I going to have? And either one, you don't feel like cooking, it's going to take too long, or two, you make dodgy choices. So it's actually really serving your goals. Just say a couple of times a week, let's do a little bit of food prep. And I know a lot of you are good at that. And I know others were good at it and maybe have fallen out of the habit. So there's a really, really solid reminder. So just to recap on the food tips on you. So we said the first one was getting the healthy fats in and not demonizing them, which I actually love. The second one was having the wee snacks in the car. So I would add to that, have them on your desk as well. Um, and the third one is food prep. And I couldn't agree with that more because if you're not prepped, that's when you will let things fall to shit. Excuse my language. So there's three really, really fantastic tips around food. Chat to me about training. Three biggest lessons or tips that you give us around training. Well, tip number one, as I say, no excuses. Absolutely none. I train regardless of the weather and anybody that would have been with us over the winter would have seen that rain and storm, snow, we were out yep and you know that was a big mindset as well a big change for me because I said no way I was going out to do a 5k if it was raining it was hard enough to do it the sun was shining 
but it, it feels quite good actually and getting wet isn't the end of the world sometimes it nearly feels nicer coming back in and getting into the shower after it it builds resilience as well like if you only do it on the easy days you won't get anywhere it's when you actually get through the winter and you come through to this time of year and you look back and you go look what i actually did over the last three or four months you kind of get that empowered feeling that if i can do that i can do anything you know, it, it does, it, it just, it builds resilience. So I love that. So the first one around training is, again, no excuses. So that's come up twice, guys. So take note. Um, second one on you. It'd be plan my week for my training. I map it out with my days I'm working. And if I know we'd say that next week I'm going to have a real crap week because I might be doing four nights in a row, then I'll try and get an extra session in or put in a harder week. And it does show the results because I seen that myself a few weeks ago, just before COVID, like I had a great weight loss during COVID, but I had put in a great week before that. And then towards the end, I didn't feel well, but it carried me over for the two weeks. And then I didn't feel so guilty. Yeah, 100%. And just actually, because I want to kind of give the, the guys a bit of an overview as well. So we've spoke, obviously, you know, you've done 5Ks, you've achieved loads, mentally you're in a better place. The one thing we actually haven't mentioned, ironically enough, is your weight, you know? Um, how much weight have you lost at this stage on you? Um, oh, God. I think 32 or 33 pounds, maybe. Incredible, incredible, incredible. And it's actually, isn't it funny now that that's become an afterthought? Because for most yeah. people on this call, when we first spoke, it was probably the only thing in your head. You're going, I just want to lose weight. Like that would be the, the case for most people. And it's funny because I had even forgotten about it there until you actually mentioned, you know, that you've kind of seen, you've kept it ticking along. I had actually forgotten about it as well. I was like, geez, we should probably mention that, you know, but that'll show you guys how much has changed for Anya. Like it's not an obsession about her weight. She's done outstanding work. Like she's 32, 33 pounds down since November. But above all, you can see the difference in, her you can see the difference in her body language you can see the difference in her confidence you can see the difference in her training you can see how much the mindset has shifted where she's saying to you i'll go out any weather i don't care please take that on note as a note guys like she's getting it done and the weight is following along because of that it's not that she's obsessing about the weight if you focus on the daily behaviors and daily practices the results take care of themselves but the energy has to go into what has to happen every single day and again, making it non-negotiable. That's where the results will come from rather than an obsession with the numbers. So sorry, Anya, I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent on you there. Oh, you're okay. Um, so do you want to give us a third one? Yeah, I suppose really the third one for me is kind of going back to again the last two weeks where I was really struggling. So I had got to the 5K and then I felt, okay, I need to run this. I need to keep going. And the 5K was horrendous. I was really struggling. So I pulled it back, set a smaller goal. I said, I'll run three. And I actually ran four. But I felt a million times better after running the four than I did finishing the five. Now, it all sounds a bit bizarre, but I didn't mind getting on the treadmill to do it again the next day. But the thoughts of doing the five at that stage, because I just wasn't able for it, it was deflating me. And I, it was making me feel like I was back at square one again. Yeah. You have to listen to the body. You know, you have to listen to what the body's telling you. So the body was pretty much saying to you, I'm not over this virus yet. I need to just a little bit of leeway here. And this comes back to even the session we did, you know, a couple of months ago, where we spoke about minimum standards. Sometimes you've got to take the expectation down. So the ideal would have been five, but then you've got to go, okay, I've had a virus. I'm not well, I'm getting back, but I'm not at hundred percent. So what's the minimum go to? And you started to make that like three and a half, four. And as you said, the feeling then of getting it done and you feel like, yeah, I've accomplished something rather than trying to go in at the deep end or trying to do the five and then ended up going, oh, geez, I feel like I failed. You know, so sometimes it's actually just taking the expectation down. But one other thing we should probably touch on as well is like we've spoke about how much the confidence has built up. And I think that actually comes from seeing what you've achieved along the way. And it's related to what we've just spoke about. It's actually starting at where you're at and getting like to half a kilometer, getting to one kilometer. And it's those little milestones when you start to see, ah, I've done that. What yeah. else could I do? You know, and then you start to push for three and then you start to push for three and a half. That's what builds confidence. Whereas if you go the other way, and again, this is probably coming back to what we spoke about with Jessica, where she's going, I'm ready to do my couch 5K. But no, you're not. Because if she had gone straight off out there and failed and failed miserably, confidence takes a hit. 
Whereas what we've done is we've brought it up gradually and we're building block on block. So that confidence is coming up all the time. Makes yeah, sense? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And even I seen with Martina there, you know, pretty much she was at the same, you know, she had set herself up to run the five and then it wasn't happening. But when she pulled it back a little bit, and I think that's the realization where, you know, on, I don't know, was that on Zoom when that happened? And I thought, Jesus, yeah, you know, this is what I need to do as well just restart this again yeah you have to have a little bit of compassion for yourself at times as well and not expect yourself to be always hitting those high standards because there's going to be situations like we know what Martina she was in England and there was a weekend there that wasn't great and then she came back to struggling but even if she hadn't been there and I'm talking to everybody here there's going to be days when you're just not feeling it because that's just the nature of the human experience. Sometimes you're going to have a bad night's sleep. Sometimes kids are going to have been sick during the night. Sometimes you may not just have eaten enough. Other times you may not be hydrated enough. So there's always going to be variables. Like no two days are the same. There's some days where you're feeling absolutely amazing and you do the best training session of your life. And then there's other days where you maybe just aren't feeling it. And it's not necessarily down to the desire because in your head you want to do it but it's possibly some other factors at play. So like things like a bad night's sleep can make a massive difference. So yeah, always just kind of being, being kind to yourself. Okay, we've got through a lot of what we wanted to get through. We have about eight minutes. I'm just going to open it up to the floor, guys. Anybody got any questions they want to ask Anya or ask myself, or maybe we'll manage them together. Hop them in the chat for me. If you have any questions, hop them in the chat. We'll see what we can do for you. Um, yeah, Retainer says it's amazing. Well done, Anya. Yep. Yeah. Um, so if you have any questions, guys, do drop them in the chat and we'll, we'll try and get them answered for you. I hope you've got loads from that. I got loads from that. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Okay, so we'll just give it a second. If you don't have questions, that's absolutely fine. But if you do, now is the time. Always good to hear from somebody who's in the same position as yourself, guys. It's all right me saying it, but it's great to hear from somebody who's done it and somebody who started off at the same starting position as a lot of you. So yeah, if you have questions now would be a great time. Don't see any. Don't see any. They're all good. They've taken loads. They're probably <laughs> flat out with notes writing. Okay. Onya, any final kind of messages that you'd give to the guys? I'm sorry, Joe saying, honest to God, I've taken so, so much. Thanks, Onya. Great. Cheers, Joe. And um, any messages, messages you'd share with the guys before we finish up, Onya? Any, any kind of words of wisdom for them? Yeah, look at take full advantage of the Facebook group because that's what keeps you going from day to day. You see me, I post in the morning. I don't post my picture up for anybody else, only for myself to say I've done this. Um, it's really for me and for my accountability. But if anybody, you know, takes something from it and says, oh, Jesus, come on, you know, I better go. That's a bonus. But yeah, definitely interact with the group because that's what's brought me as far as I've come so far. I wouldn't be able to do it without it. You're fantastic, Alan. I don't know about that. <laughs> everybody on the group, you know, everybody's always kind of pushing everybody on and you can see the progress and it, it does help. It's support and it's accountability. Yeah. And that's what most people are lacking. And again, like when people come to me and they're looking at, you know, they give you 50 million different things about food and I'm going, what you're actually lacking is accountability, you know? And this is why when new people come in, and I know I'm like a broken record saying this, but I'm always saying get involved with the group because there are people that come in and they're like, I'll take the food plan and the training program and I just go off and do it myself. Yeah. They never do as well. Like they do okay, but they never do as well. It's the ones who actually are actively getting involved and looking to support other people. And like it, it works as accountability for yourself, but it also, it gives you that network where, you know, you want people to do well and you're actually genuinely in a place. Like I love seeing the wins in the group. I love seeing people doing well. And I think everybody feels that. Like when you see somebody achieving something, you're actually genuinely happy for them. And then when you achieve something, it comes back around. So you nearly get carried along in this little wave. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, works, it works really well. So I think the Facebook- The other thing. Yeah. I just wanted to say there, like, because I think at the start, and you remember, I was afraid to kind of ask these questions. But, you know, on two occasions, I was struggling with the plan and I felt like, you know, I needed help, but I didn't want to ask. But when I contacted you and one was regarding the nights, like I just the 12 hour shift, I was starving. You know, something as simple as adding in the carbs, like it never dawned on me to do that, made such a difference. And it kind of pulled it all back together. So you know the lesson i learned from that was just to ask 
A hundred percent. Ask for help and ask for help quickly, guys. Don't let it drift for a month and then ask. Because we know when you came to me with that, like we sorted that out within the space of 24 hours, I'd say. You know, it was literally, we went straight to the root of it, gave her a couple of action steps. She came back to her a couple of days later going, yeah, that's a million times better. You know, so don't be afraid to ask, guys, because you won't know. Like, how would you? You're not, you're not qualified in this stuff. Like, it's, it's all new to a lot of you. So you can end up guessing it and being six months down the track and not having it sussed out. Or you can just shoot me an email and say, can I get a bit of help with this? So, um, yeah, great lesson. Anything else on you? We good? Uh, no, I think that's it. You okay. know, I suppose the other thing, and I just say it, but we all know it anyways. If you're having a bad day, ride it out, forget about it, and restart the next day. Don't let it run on. And I've learned that the hard way because that bad day for me has run into years. Years. Yep. And if nothing changes, nothing changes. You know, yeah. it's just drawing a line. It's drawing a line. And even when you have a bad weekend, it's drawing a line under it. You cannot change it. There's no point beating yourself up about it. You just go, let's move on. And it's the same even with the likes of the weddings and that. You just go, yeah, I enjoyed it. So what? Life's to be enjoyed. Now move on. Get back on track. You know, so yeah. amazing lessons. Guys, there's so much gold in that this evening. There really is. Um, before we wrap it up, I want to get the comments full with your biggest takeaways. What have you got from the last hour? Hit us with them. I want to see, with eight people online, I want to see eight comments. Um, yeah, so let me just scroll back up here on you, make sure we haven't missed anything. So drop them in the comments, guys. Biggest takeaways, what did you get from that session? So Martina says, not a question, but more wants to say that I hope Anya realizes how much of an inspiration she is. I so look forward to her posts as they really keep me going. Thanks, Anya, okay? Yeah. Mary was laid on, no bother. Um, we haven't recorded, Mary. If you get a chance to watch it back, it's definitely worth having a look. Um, Adele says, biggest lesson is don't give up. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's just keeping yourself taken along all the time, even on the tough days. Donald says, I'm driving from Dublin, but listening in, but this is brilliant to listen to. Cheers, Donald. Appreciate that, buddy. Um, you will be on a hot seat soon as well, by the way. I was just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. You're doing amazing work. You're doing amazing work. Um, Roshi. Have a bad day, draw a line under it and move on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anybody else want to drop anything in, guys? What have you learned? What have been your, your biggest takeaways? We've still got a few people sitting there quietly. Drop them in and let us know. I want to hear everybody's, everybody's takeaways. What's the most important thing you've taken from the last hour? Do you feel a little bit more motivated? Do you feel a little bit more inspired? Do you feel a little bit more like it's actually achievable and it's definitely capable? You're all capable of doing it. Because if that's it, that's probably the one thing I would take away from this, to be honest. There are a lot of you starting out now where on you started. That was only last November. She's sitting here at the end of March and she's a totally different person. So, yeah. Anything else, guys? Are we good? Not seeing anything else coming into the chat for the moment. I think they've, um, they've got everything they need. Yeah, so Joe says, I've taken so much, I think I need to write a check for Anya. <laughs> All jokes aside, I needed this a million. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, Joe. Thanks, Will. Um, glad you enjoyed it. Glad you got something out of it. We're going to do more hot seats as we go on. I love getting you guys on because I do feel like it inspires everybody. So, um, yeah, appreciate that. Guys, will you drop a little love in the chat for Anya? Say thanks before we wrap it up. Let her know how much appreciated it is because I actually appreciate it too because Anya, I know this wasn't actually easy for you to do. It was a little bit out of the comfort zone. I know you were a little bit nervous. Um, and I think I said to you, you'll feel amazing at the end of it. How do you feel now? Yeah, good. I don't know. I was shaking the whole way through that. I, don't, I was trying to hold the, the computer there. But um, this isn't a little bit out of my comfort zone. This is a big push <laughs> out. But, That's you know, when you asked, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And then I thought, oh, do you know what? Just do it. And I'm glad, you know, and I look forward to somebody else now the next time. Yeah, 100%. And like, I think the growth you get from things like this is huge because you're starting to break down those mental barriers of what I can't do. No more than with the training. Like you've proved to yourself now that you can do it. Like you've got through an hour, you've spoke really, really well. You've inspired everybody. You've shared some amazing lessons. The guys are going to take so much from this. I have absolutely no doubt. And even for everybody else, when you do a session like this, you don't need to take everything on board. If one thing lands, that's what you need to go away and implement. And, I, and to be honest, Anya has given you about 25 things tonight. If you can't take one from it, I'm retired. I'm giving up. Um, okay, so yeah, we're going to just wrap it up. I want to just see the comments. Yeah, everybody's saying the same thing. Loved it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Anya. You're an inspiration. Yeah, everybody everybody enjoyed that, I think. Um, yeah. 
Oh, they are. They're an amazing group. Everybody is, but look, yeah. that's what it's about. And I can't wait for the live event because we're going to get everybody in the same room and we'll have more of this sort of stuff going on. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for that. Really, really appreciate it. I'm just going to stop the recording. Um, that is it for this week folks i hope you enjoyed that that was my incredible client anya potter anya joined us last november since then she's lost 32 pounds and she has totally transformed her body her mindset and her life if you would like to do something similar i'd love to hear from you we've opened up a limited number of places for coaching for april if you would like to be one of those people please do get in touch with me straight away send me a private message on social media with the word coaching and i will forward all the details i look forward to hearing from you speak soon